Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss a contrarian view of secondary operations. Welcome, Carly. Thank you, Miles. So is this view contrarian to your view, contrarian to general views? What, what's a contrarian to? I'm the contrarian. You're the contrarian. I'm the contrarian. Okay. So the consensus in our industry is that secondary ops are bad, okay? Okay. Secondary ops are bad. Why? Secondary ops are expensive. Secondary ops require additional employees. Employees require additional benefits as well as labor costs, so direct costs. So so secondary ops are bad. So the the general thinking is you want to complete it all in the machine. I I want to drop the part off complete. Back in the days before CNC, Mm -hmm. everything came off a multi-spindle automatics. And... That part had to come off complete because otherwise it would need to go to the secondary department, another department, another cost center, where the other features would be put on at, according to the common wisdom, great expense. Okay, so if you're contrarian, then you're about to tell us why secondary ops are good. I think that there is an advantage to secondary operations, and maybe we'll be able to explore why my contrarian view just might have more than a whisper of truth to it. Okay, well, start us off. Okay, so the first objection to secondary operations is I've got, I've got costs of workers' comp, I've got costs of health care, for the employee that I need in addition to my primary machine operator to run the secondary op machine. Makes perfect sense. Sure. But what if that secondary op machine is fully automated CNC? Like, you know, I I watched an automatic chucker uh, that could flip the parts. I think it was a Wasino. And I didn't see an operator at that machine the whole time I was in the shop. They loaded the parts up in whatever that system was and yeah. went on their way. Where's the workers' comp on Invisible Guy? Okay, all right. Okay. So you, you may not need a, 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 an employee. It, it, it may for not secondary. be a, a direct employee, right? Okay. So, in addition, in addition, um, They've got more flexibility. They what? To use the secondary machine to do stuff as opposed to having to lock it in on this primary, the first automatic. Okay. So it it may be a lot easier to, to do than have to figure out how to do it in the same cycle time with all the other constraints going on on that, on that primary machine. So it might be better to have the primary machine doing what the primary machine does best and having the second op machine gotcha. You've distilled that perfectly. You know, let's rely on its, Highest its strengths. Highest and best Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. 
So another thing to think about in this is what's your lot size? Okay. Okay, if I'm gonna make half a million parts, by golly, I agree, I wanna do everything I can to handle those half a million parts only once. Sure, yeah. But if my lot size is only 1,000 or 5,000, how much time do I wanna spend getting my primary machine dialed in exactly on each and every one of these little features when I can get them off like in just a couple seconds and then work on a secondary machine to do those finishing parts. And I've got three hours not lost to set up that can be working on the next, next volume machine. So lot sizes, I think, can uh, you know, argue for if it's a small lot size, Maybe I don't need to spend a lot of time, you know, micro setting my, my original primary machine. So let me ask you this. Thinking of the secondary could be automated, it might not be automated. So then if you do have another employee, are there cost considerations then? Well, there are, and I'm, I'm glad you asked because the talent, that highest and best use, mm -hmm. right, that talent on that primary machine, that primary machine's being billed at a higher dollar rate per hour. I'll just throw a number out there. Let's throw a hundred bucks an hour. Okay. My secondary machine might only be billing at 30 or 40 bucks an hour. Ooh, okay. Right? Yeah, so you've got the, well, sure, you really do have to do a cost comparison. Right, right. So, and then you take that, the additional time to set up that more complex primary machine. I mean, there's still gonna be set up time on this other machine, but I'm losing, let's say it takes three hours, set up the secondary machine. Won't, but let's say it does. Three times 30 is $90 lost for setup. Three times 100 for my primary machine is 300. I can do that math. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so whether it's automated or not, Right. It, and that employee may still right. be the best possible solution. Did you hear that? What? Did you hear that? What? No, what? It's an angry listener saying, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's wrong, but doggone it, his numbers work. Oh. You didn't hear that? I heard that. Only the contrarian heard that, I think. <laughs> I think so. So the other thing is, what if because we operated at our highest and best use, and we didn't lose additional setup time trying to get that primary machine whipped tight into shape. What if we actually got more pieces produced at the end of the month? Ooh, more pieces, more money. More pieces, more <laughs> money. Oh, I could, I, what's that noise? Yeah. <laughs> what's that noise? Cha-ching. Cha-ching. So, we've talked about the labor cost. Okay, the, there's a differential between the machine charge for the primary machine rate and the secondary machine rate. We may, by eliminating lengthy setups, may get actually more parts to invoice at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. Our productivity goes up because, let's say that if dropping it complete costs us nine seconds on the primary machine, but if we just drop it and then go to secondary, maybe we can drop that part in three and a half or four seconds. 
So our productivity can, can go up as well. So, so you know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, we've got increased parts produced, we've got um, increased billings, and, um, you know, more, more uptime in general. I, I, I think it's a win. It sounds like a win. What you're saying makes total logical sense. Yeah. But labor's still going to be involved one way or another. A- absolutely. And again, I'm not saying second, oh, let's just get drop it quick and let's, you know, we're going to need somebody to move parts. We're going to need to move totes. But tactically, yes. the, the idea that, you know, secondary operations are bad, that's not a universal truth. For small batches, for complex parts, and for machinery where there's lengthy setup times on the primary machine, if you've got CNC equipment that can run lightly attended, secondary op may be worth considering. That's what I got. And in, in many cases, they do it now. They've changed its name. They changed what's name? Secondary's name? Secondary operations. Is now what? Cellular operations. Cellular? Cell. We're working in cells. Oh, okay. Yes, see what I did there. I see what you did. (laughs) So that wraps up today's discussion of a contrarian view of secondary ops. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can also search for articles, webinars, podcasts, just like this one, and other resources. Yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast because you don't want to miss one. If you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. It's a huge website. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly? Because we are better together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with the Contrarian. (laughs) 